Hey everybody, welcome to Beer and Bible. This is Neil, Encyclopedia Biblitanica, the lead questioner, the guy that I, I don't know things, but I question the Bible a whole lot and try and read about other people that know stuff. So uh, <laughs> that's my job. And this is Chris, the uh, super high functioning alcoholic slash farmer slash mildly evil guy slash official Bible reader. Did I already say that? No, no, that that you put the the role at the end. I, I try to give myself more titles because I don't actually do anything. You do all the legwork. So, <laughs> what is it that Dennis said? Uh, I want. Uh, I know that pa- I don't want power because pa- with power comes great responsibility. Uh, <laughs> so what I really want is the illusion of power. There you go. Uh, always I sunny. It, it, I, they may be biblical in, in themselves. I I love. <laughs> I love it when uh, Mac is mad about the tranny dating, the post-op tranny dating the guy. <laughs> and he's like, starts pulling out the Bible, like, no, Leviticus says this. And he like pulls up the one on slavery. The the like very large uh, man pulls up this. Are you, I guess he, yeah, I guess this is relevant. He's They're in America and he's black. So he pulls up the Bible and he's like, you can beat a slave. And as long as he doesn't die. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It was, that's a great episode. <laughs> And Max only salty because the trainee's not with him anymore. Yeah, and then it was because they were. What was it? The, the issue was post op. It was. <laughs> yeah, you were supposed Mac to date. call me. Yeah, and then and the guys. Then I think was it was it Dennis who points out is like, wait, if anyone's gay, wouldn't that be you? Because you were with her before <laughs> she got the operation. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, that's about all you need from Beer and Bible today. So yeah, uh, thank you guys episode. for joining us. <laughs> Go watch um, Always Sunny, and you're welcome. <laughs> all right. No, no. We are actually in, uh, surprise, Matthew chapter 10. Uh, we are what? in Matthew, and yeah, full of surprises tonight. Um, we are in Matthew chapter 10, and we are talking about the sending off of the dis- disciples. Something we've talked about is that Matthew, when he's writing this, um, he he is a writing a story. It is a narrative story. It has a beginning and conflict and resolution, and all that stuff you learned in middle school li- uh, literature class. Um, did you guys have that in homeschool land? Oh, I guess you know you were you were in uh, regular school. By I was school. in middle school. Yeah, I right. was, it was like middle of seventh or yeah. no beginning of seventh grade. I went back. I think. Yeah, I just remember I met you the summer before you went to school. Ah, uh, I just the, that the was the one days. thing I do remember. Yeah, <laughs> before you were corrupted by all the public school heathens, <laughs> um, before either of us had met Josh Gum. Uh, anyways, <laughs> true, true. Uh, so the, there is a uh, so the, he's writing this narrative, and in it he takes these moments and he has these sections of teaching. So um, there's a book called Born to Run where you're reading it and the it's a it's a narrative about this guy talking about the natural running and people who run ultra marathons in minimal shoes. But he has these little sections where he will stop his story and then he might go in and talk about the history of the Nike shoe company. And, and so he does this teaching section and then comes back to his narrative. So if you think about the book of Matthew being similar to that, that it is a story, it is a biography, but every so often he stops and he does these teaching moments. Um, and these, it's why in the book of Matthew you will have the Sermon on the Mount, chapters 5 through 7, in these big chunks about, you've heard it said, but I say to you. And then later on you have a big chunk, uh, chunk of just these, uh, these parables. And that's its own separate chunk. Well, right now we have its own separate chunk of 
what does it mean to first be chosen to be sent and be a, a diplomat or an emissary, uh, the Hebrew word shaliach for Jesus. And so he's got these people that are going to follow him, and they're going to go and take his message and his idea. And uh, if we recall back, we've talked in, the, in earlier podcasts about the idea of what is this message? Well, it's basically chapters 5 through 7. If you take chapters 5 through 7, that's what Jesus wants them to do. He also uh, he also was doing things, chapters 8 and 9, that were um, healing people, blind people, lame people, casting out demons. Those are the, people, the things that they are going to go do as like a diplomat or a representative of Jesus. And um, by the way, I live in D.C. right now, so this is like why the diplomat speak is coming out real quick. Uh <laughs> So these are the things that they're going to do. They're going to go represent Jesus, and he's, he's doing this. Now, this is kind of a side story here, but uh, some people have get really uncomfortable with the idea that um, things that happen in these stories uh, might not be 100% accurate. Uh, that mm. there, there's an ex- yeah, you know, like that expectation of like, we, I want to see the exact perfect example of uh, with, without any question that the Bible is right through and through. And you run into problems. Uh, if you get to the Gospel of John, you'll find that he very explicitly puts the, uh, the crucifixion of Jesus one day before Matthew, Mark, and Luke. <laughs> really? <laughs> very, yeah, oh yeah. He, he puts it on, uh, he, he puts the crucifixion of Jesus happening uh, on the day of preparation or the day before, um, before Passover. Weird. Yeah, yeah, it, it's... It, it's very. Uh, he, he has reasons for that because he is trying to get uh, his uh, his audience to read it as a, um, a theological truth, if you will. Mm. So, in in order to illustrate this, I want to flash to a uh, a story. Um, this is called the Birmingham Foot Soldier or the Foot Soldier of Birmingham. It's a statue that is in Birmingham, Alabama, that is to represent what happened during the 1960s during the civil rights movement here in Southern America. Um, am I still here? I guess I'm still below the Mason-Dixon line, so yes. So <laughs> Southern... <laughs> we are, we are considered the South, even though we're yeah. like the very fringe of it. Well, oh, yes. yes, they're even further north now, but yeah, I think you're still under the line. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so it, if you look at the statue, you'll see a, uh, a small, uh, young black boy being pushed over or, or falling backwards away from a police officer, and you have a police officer, very stiff-armed. He's got his aviator glasses on, which kind of separates him even more from, quote-unquote, his victim here. And then uh, and you're like, quote-unquote, what? Have you not seen the civil rights, Neil? And you'll, you'll hear, you'll wait, hear, listen. Hear me out, and then you'll understand why I said, uh, quote-unquote, in this in this scenario. And then you have this uh, very wolf-like uh, German shepherd baring its teeth, uh, heading towards the boy, lunging towards the boy, and you have the leash is very slack between the, uh, uh, between the police officer and the dog going for the boy, and you have this this statue and uh then you have there's actually the photo that it's based on uh the photo that it's based on the boy is actually an 18 year old which not saying that's an old thing but he's actually i think over six feet tall he's actually taller than the police officer and what had happened was the boy was actually skipping class and was not part of the civil rights demonstration where the photo was taken he was just skipping school and he was passing by and uh he he had uh gone behind or like pushed He's brushing past the white police officer. The dog, the 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 uh, German Shepherd, went to lunge, and the police officer actually pulled the was pulling the dog back and using his hand to push the boy to keep them separated. He's actually trying to protect the the eighteen year old black gentleman that's actually taller than the police officer. So the the accurate story between the police officer and the the police officer and the boy that was in the photo both agree on what had happened that day. 
there's not a discrepancy between two different accounts. They agree. But the artist painted it, or or not painted it, actually sculpted it in a different light. Mm. And the question is, you know, okay, is is this statue, is it accurate? Well, no. But is it true? Did everything that the statue represents, does that uh, represent the civil rights movement? And I would say yes. So even though it didn't happen, it did happen. Mm. Huh. so when we open up the 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 gospels um do i think the gospels are accurate yes i think there are a lot of details in there that show accuracies uh but if we get caught up in wait a second so this story this next section what we're about to talk to talk about in matthew chapter 10 didn't happen at the right time it didn't happen exactly the way matthew wrote it does that mean we throw out the entire chapter 10 do we throw out the entire gospel of matthew because it didn't happen exactly this way. And I think that that, along with understanding um, how ancient histories were written, uh, ancient biographies were written, makes me a little bit more comfortable uh, with it, with what I would normally find un, uh, uncomfortable, if Gosh. that makes sense. Like, it, yeah. it's not accurate, and that bothers me. But is it true? And if I can adjust my mindset and stop trying to read it as a 21st century American, maybe I can read it as a 1st century Middle Eastern person and get something out of it. Hmm. Um, that makes sense. Okay. That, I, yeah, I get so, what you're. I get what you're putting down. Yeah. So, so this section here is uh, written later. Um, we're well, not written. It when, it, yes, the whole story is written later, but it's written around anywhere from 58 to 70 CE, even maybe even past 70 CE. So Matthew might be including ideas or Christian thoughts or even things that Jesus said later on, but not right at this moment. Um, but he's, he's putting it all into this one section. Uh, this makes it easier. So when you're sitting there talking and, and everyone goes, Hey, let's go look up, uh, what did Jesus say about being his diplomat or his emissary? And then everyone can turn to their, through their little Bibles and find Matthew chapter 10 and go, here it is. It's all right here. Oh shit. Am um, I supposed to be finding Matthew chapter 10 right now? Yeah. 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 You don't mind grabbing that. Uh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah keep, keep talking. Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically either Jesus is being very prophetically confusing because he's going to be talking about things like when you're persecuted and these guys are like, we're not persecuted. Life's good for us. We're healthcare on legs. We heal people. So there's no reason for that. So he so it seems a little so either Jesus is like telling them one day things are going to be bad for you, but not this time. Like he's going to be talking about if that makes sense. Things aren't going to make any sense. Um the way he says it, uh, the section is actually moves from the nature of the mission to the, uh, so earlier on our last podcast, Hey, here's like what you're, this is going to be like. And I was like, okay, so this is what you're, you're supposed to do. And here's what people's response is going to be. And that's this section sort of how people are going to respond. Not exactly perfectly to, uh, to what you're doing. Um, so these are the, the 12, they're being sent out to be representatives, uh, representatives of <laughs> Jesus. Um, and so let's, uh, let's read verses 16 through 18. Okay. Oh, let's see here. Chapter 10, 16 through 18. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard against men. They will hand you over to the local councils and flog you in their synagogues. On my account, you'll be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. So he just said, don't go anywhere near the Gentiles. And now he's saying, this is what's going to happen to the Gentiles. So this is the perfect example of, this sounds like something that Matthew pulls in or is talking about. Like this, 
it's not affecting them right now because he just told them don't go among the Gentiles. Yeah, well, it sounds like he's sending them out into the fucking uh, to be just beat the fuck up or something. Like I'm sending you out into the cut. Like be prepared. Everybody's gonna hate you and try to like turn you over to the local government. Do you think it's too late to like switch out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> be like thanks for the power, uh, Jesus. See you. Yeah, or like, what if you're one of the tax collectors? It's like, ah, I just made a bunch of people mad. Like, I've got no friends already. <laughs> this is going to get way worse for me. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, Or maybe that's what they're expecting. They're like, ah, yes, we're about to start the revolution. Of course we're going to have problems. Ah, oh, that's true. Yeah. That could be another thing. But I, I think, yeah, so, uh, but the synagogues thing surprises them. Like, why would they be kicked out of the synagogues? Uh and that when they're promoting the idea of the Messiah that the synagogues are waiting for. So right now they're again, they're healthcare on legs. So there's no reason that they're not popular among the people. Um, unless, you know, it's just kind of hard to figure that out unless the, this, the phrasing, the key teaching of, of the kingdom of heaven is contrary to the standard, uh, religious rhetoric of the time. Mm. Uh, so this um, this section is uh, some people see it as a transition phrase. So some people, uh, some scholars think this is the beginning of the next section. Other people think that what you just read is actually an end to the last podcast. Um, and it, it's also interesting. We talked about Jesus being the shepherd, so now he actually sends the sheep into the wolves, which is kind of like a weird shepherd move here. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's the complete opposite any... of what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Do your alpacas have any uh, any like? predators to worry about oh hell yeah dude there is a like straight up i heard coyotes murder something on the ridge behind us like three weeks ago when i was out like loading the wood stove and then i took off uh every morning stacy takes evie and then i take Ryder to school so they pulled out first and then me and and when we leave it's still dark out in the mornings because are we basically have like 14 hour days now but um they uh we I pulled to the end of the driveway and right there across the street in the cow field because they pulled the cattle out um from the field across from San Basada so um pull up to the end of the driveway and there's a coyote standing there in the field staring at me like twenty feet away and I'm like <laughs> fuck he's gonna like alert the boys and they're gonna go over there and murder our alpacas but it hasn't happened yet so man fingers crossed uh, fingers yeah gosh hope it doesn't <laughs> well there's a lot of deer uh. around here too. And there's a lot of, like, farmers that are, like, attuned to coyotes that will shoot coyotes. So they've got a little bit of fear in them around here. And they've got a good we food got... source in the deer, so, oh yeah, you know, hopefully we're good. I'm up here in, like, the land of uh, Targets and Chipotles and, like, yeah. <laughs> and no Actually, coyotes. <laughs> no coyotes. No, no. Our, uh, our predators are just congressmen. Oh! <laughs> the worst kind. I take a coyote any day over that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> something, something, Anthony Weiner. Um, <laughs> all right. So <laughs> the shepherd sends the sheep into the wolves, and it's actually like this is right after he tells them about like, oh, don't take any money bags or anything. God's gonna take care of you. And he's like, also things are gonna be like you gotta watch out. You gotta be shrewd. You gotta watch. Like what? Jesus, like, like don't take anything with you, but be careful. Like, I'm really confused, Jesus. What's your plan here? Uh, earlier, he actually tells the the citizens uh, of the kingdom of heaven were actually going to be described as meek and poor in spirit and peacemakers. So this is like also a really weird change of like be meek and be humble and be shrewd as snakes. Like watch out, 
watch yourself. Yeah. Um. So sh- shrewd is a uh, phronimos, um, which is actually very like uh, is actually prudent or wise. It actually doesn't have any con- uh, connotation of evil. Um. I'm in a Greek class right now, and we're talking about like the the oh like this is this person's phronimos, and it's like that's actually a good thing. Like, check out that clever guy. Hmm. Actually, maybe that's a, a better way of saying it. phronimos, uh, sophismati. Uh, yep, yeah, wisdom, cleverness. So you'd probably be like that. Um, so it also might denote patience. Some people think that's what it is. Like, oh, somebody's very both clever and patient. So like that shrewd is like, they'll wait. Like, you, you do that. I'm going to wait. I'll wait to my right time. Bide your time. <laughs> uh, and then uh, innocent. Uh, that word is like an unmixed, pure, or innocent. Uh, the simplicity um, uh, may relate uh, relay like to being sent out with any, without anything. So you guys are just going to be like sh- shrewd, like be patient, be prudent, be, be wise. Like don't lose your mind over here. Don't be stupid or anything, but uh, also be innocent. Like don't, you're not bringing anything with you. So just be really simple and plain. Um, and then other people have said it could be like a, a working back to the Hebrew. It could be a, an idea of integrity or moral sphere that um, in Greek, it just literally means uh, unmixed. And then uh, some earlier Jewish writings say, with me, they are innocent like doves, but with the nations, they are cunning like serpents. Um, I can't tell you when I say early. I mean, um, early as far as when things are written. I can't tell you that that, is, that phrase was around by the time of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to say that Jesus was quoting the this Jewish writing, but that it's not unheard of in uh, in the Jewish sphere. Um, so then, like you know, what, here's the thing: was like, well, why do you need if you're healthcare and legs? Why do you even need to be shrewd? Like, you go heal everybody. It's like you can be the Oprah of healing be awesome you, <laughs> you get, get healed eyes. you get healed you get eyes you get to walk again i'd, I'd take that <laughs> um so uh so verse 17 actually begins the conversation with as to like how these wolves will attack uh maybe because they would uh they would have gotten busted on trumped up charges so like it, kind of that idea of, of hey just be aware that people are gonna make up falsehoods about you try and get you busted um the courts is actually literally sanhedrins uh which would have been the um, which would have been like the, I don't know, the Jewish ruling body. Mm-hmm. So you've got, to, you've got to think, uh, you've got Pilate, who's like the guy who's actually in charge. You're going to have Herod, the puppet king. And like, again, just make sure that Herod is quote unquote king, but only because Rome lets him be king. Yeah. Um, and then you have, uh, the, the go between the Sanhedrin, that's 70 elders that are, is it 70 or 72 or 71? Maybe 71. I, I don't remember. I got to go back and look. It's not exactly 70, but they, they, what, <laughs> So it's the 70 elders that are kind of like the go-between between between the ruling class, Herod and and Pilate, and then the rest of the people. Um, So how does it, like, that would be, I almost like in my mind, it's almost like these are the media influencers, like these are the talking heads for for the Jewish people. So if Pilate's like, hey, we should do this, and then the Sanhedrin can go, okay, Pilate, I understand that you want to do that, but that's a really terrible idea. Or Pilate might say, this is going to happen, and you need to make the people cool with it. And so then they like the Sanhedrin would have to break it down for the people. So they act kind of as, as the go between them. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, what uh, what charges would these be? Uh, it could be um, blasphemy, and the reason we speculate that is because that's going to be the charge that the Sanhedrin brings against Jesus. So if you are a follower of Jesus, Wait, what did they, Je- they get him with? Sorry, I zoned out they, for a minute. So they they tried uh, busting him for blasphemy that he spoke blasphemy. against God. Imagine Blasphemy, if that yeah. was the thing now. They got a bunch of bullshit laws, but imagine if... Well, I guess there's places that still have that, too. Like, Probably. I don't know. I, I haven't done that part of the government stuff yet. 
I mean, like um, I don't other, know. other countries that are like, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, a lot of those places probably don't even have to worry about, like, a, an actual court system. They probably have their own, like, internal religious courts. Uh, you know, like, they do uh, their thing and then report back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be a, a real mess. Um, so that maybe that's uh, what's going on. It would have... Uh, it actually would have been councils would have disciplinary bodies to carry out the punishments as well. So that they kind of would have been handled locally. Um, I think there is a question about uh, what kind of punishment for someone's blasphemy. This is not in my notes. This is just off the top of my head. I want to say the punishment for blasphemy was flogging. And so you have that happen to, uh, there's a, a character that shows up in early Christianity named Paul or Paul the apostle. Some people actually credit him as the creator of Christianity that Jesus's original words were just an extension of Judaism. And it was this, this individual named Paul that proceeds to create uh, what we ha- now have as Christianity as its own separate religion. Um, and, but in his, in his story, the way that uh, the biographer Luke writes it out, um, he actually ends up getting uh, whipped a bunch of times. And that would have been a punishment for someone that, that committed blasphemy. Mm. So he was being punished accordingly, or correctly, according to their laws. Uh, and that, I think that also might be why Pilate, in, uh, later on, if you've ever seen Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ... Um, I've never seen that. I refuse. Oh, man. I th- that was... Yeah, I, I, I saw it when it was in theaters, I think. But anyways, it's... Is it like I don't know if you're like it makes you a better Christian or a worse Christian to watch Jesus get beat up. I like, watched I would the South money. making fun of Passion of the Christ, but I haven't watched Passion of the Christ. It's probably pretty close. <laughs> I have I again I still don't I don't watch a lot of South Park, but so far I've been impressed with how they still make fun of anybody and everybody. Like there is <laughs> nothing sacred to somehow to they remain. <laughs> um all right. So, anyway, so, so what I was saying with the, this is that uh, that it, that Jesus uh, that Pilate it's Pilate's instruction that has Jesus whipped. So I'm wondering if Pilate was like, I know your laws. Like I know culturally that you're accusing him of blasphemy, and I know culturally normally the way you handle this in your synagogues is by whipping them. So I'm going to do that. Like here, I did the, I I punished him the way that you would have punished him, and then they're like, No, crucify him anyways. Now y'all fall back in line. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I, is it weird to say that like Pilate's like one of my favorite characters in the Bible? I know he's is like well, he's like, like a good guy in this story, like almost. You know, it's like he tried he tried to do the right thing. Yeah, like he he did all kind he did all kinds of things. But uh, I just I like how <laughs> how if anyone listened to this podcast and is like, so let me get this right: these guys like Pilate and don't like King David. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got some weird ways. All right. Anyways, so even to the governors. So speaking of like of their their, uh, I guess not court or legal, their political system at the time. Um, so maybe they were handed off and like again the, this idea of this might be predicting Jesus' death. Or I guess by the time you're reading this, you already know Jesus died, so the readers wouldn't be surprised here. But uh, maybe he's handed off. In, like you're gonna be handed off in the same way as Jesus, where he was handed off to Pilate himself. Um, the the client king of the Roman system did not actually uh, dispense Roman justice, but still seemed like closer uh, closer to Roman than uh, Jewish. So think like this goes back to the whole thing of think. Uh, could Jesus or could Matthew in the story be talking about being handed over, be talking about all, all of them as Pilate, Herod, and the religious leaders all 
together, thinking about this is what could happen. You could hand it over to your synagogue. You could be handed over to these people. Or you could be handed over to Pilate. You could be handed over to the kings. Like, you're... <laughs> yeah, you've seen what it's been so far. Like, it's all good. But just so you know, <laughs> this is worst case scenario for yeah. hanging out with me. Or if you're like, you're like, oh, well, I'm not going to get handed off to the synagogue. Well, yeah, maybe not the synagogue. Maybe we'll get to hand it off to the king. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, and also, then he says, like, a witness to the Gentiles. And this is where we have the problem of, like, well, didn't we just tell them not to go to the Gentiles? Uh, so um, some people think that that is just a matter of, like, this is, again, written after the fact and added into this section. Other people think that maybe Jesus is trying to say it, really did say it at this time, meaning that eventually you will go to the Gentiles. Um so it's uh, then um, there's one one uh, commentator that thinks that this is actually God has some sort of divine plan that even when things go bad in the world of justice, like the Gentiles, the, these non-Jewish people will hear about you. And because of your bad court trial and everything else, they will hear the gospel, the uh, the good news of Jesus through your suffering. So that's another yet another option for this whole thing. So, all right, so let's go ahead and read uh, 19 and 20. Gotcha. Let's see here. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what you say or how you say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. And it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. So let's just make it, take it up a notch there. I Like, like they may try I, to I, fuck I, you up. And if you get fucked up or hung up, then don't worry. You'll say the right shit, but it won't be you. It'll be like God, like telling you what to say in the moment. So just don't even worry about it. <laughs> like if they hadn't already seen all these miracles and followed this dude around and it was like maybe two weeks in, they'd be like, what the fuck, dude? You're high. <laughs> I'm not sure. Like I would like, okay. So imagining I'm I, putting myself in their sandals. I would still be sitting there thinking to myself, like okay we can heal people and like we can cast out demons but have you ever like had to deal with the government <laughs> it's, it's different <laughs> like i get the god stuff but this is this is caesar stuff so i'm not sure about this one um and like uh the, yeah I, I don't i don't know about this i'm not so sure about this but the uh so like, when you say that God will know, like, will tell me what to say, does that mean he'll send, like, in a, a lawyer? Like, I'll, I'll be able to be like, I'll take my phone call, I'm going to see a lawyer, and then he's going to tell me? I don't know. That's how I imagine it. But I've just watched way too much um, Law and Order, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so the main admonition here is that, like, that, like he's going to tell them what to say, and it actually may match uh, Exodus 4.12, which is back when the whole, if you remember back to uh, Moses, we always talk about Charlton Heston and Val Kilmer a lot, uh, but... Um, so yeah, Moses would have been like, was like, I don't know what to say. I can't talk to a Pharaoh. He's a freaking Pharaoh, that Pharaoh. I'm just <laughs> a shepherd. And then, uh, and then God's like, no, 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 just go there. I'll like, I'll tell him what to say. Like, I'll get, I'll let you know. I can, I made the mouth. I can make you speak. And, and then I <laughs> like how Moses is like, I hear that, but, and then finally he's like, all right, fine. <laughs> I hear your brother. Say, can go. But... <laughs> And yeah, I like how he's like, okay, fine, you can take your brother with you. Let's just <laughs> let's meet in the middle right. here. Yeah. Um, and then uh, in should be like understood, like as instrumental, um, not locative. So this is 
not the voice of God, so to speak, but like, you'll know what to say. <laughs> this is not that God is not going to like take over your voice in any way, <laughs> but you like in your head, you'll be like, ah, oh, I think I know what to do right here. So that, I don't know how that works. Man, I, I, got, I could use more of that nowadays. How great would that be? Like every time you get pulled over by a police officer, you're like, hold on, officer, I just need to pray. You're like, what? And you come back like, Lord, uh, or like, no, you just turn back to the officer and you're just like, oh, the Lord told me this. Or like tells you what to say. Like, I think, oh, have you ever seen the Rick and Morty episode where he's got the Mind Stone thing? No, I haven't. Oh, all right, I'm going to ruin this for you, but for the sake of our audience. <laughs> like, it's, this is good for them and it's good for you. He, it. uh, he gets this, this like, there's this, I kind of, it's not like a Mind Stone, it's something else. But it's the stone where it tells you the future and it tells you like how you're going to die. And so Morty grabs the stone and he finds a way that he's going to die with Jessica. So he just makes every decision based on how to like not die in a bad way and and (laughs) die happy. So (laughs) that's all he has. So like there'll be points where he he starts a sentence and he's not sure what to say. And it'll be like... Make <laughs> the like he just forms his words like as he's going. That's how I imagine. Like that'd be great if God. You're like, oh, I just got in trouble, and I'm like, for Jesus, what do I say? And then that's how I imagine you speak. Like, Jesus, God. Uh, that that would be pretty. Maybe that worked in the old world. Like you know, it wouldn't fly yeah. nowadays. They just think you're fucked up and throw you in jail yeah that is mm, this this legal system we got going on today Mm. (laughs) (laughs) all right i go ahead and read uh verses 21 through 22 all right let's see here brother will betray brother to death and a father his child children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death all but damn is this the right shit that's like a turn right there okay um, all men will hate you because of me, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. I tell you the truth. You will not, you will not finish going through the cities of Israel before the son of man comes. Damn. So he's like, it's coming quick. Yeah. Like, this, you're, you're surprised. Like that took a turn. Like this, that's exactly why people are like, this is. Maybe this doesn't actually fit in the right section. You're like, go and don't worry about taking any money. Everything's gonna be fine. Everyone's gonna love you. And you know, like that whole thing of like, oh, when uh, when somebody isn't welcoming you, just brush your your foot dander off, or like you know, brush the feet, brush the dirt off your feet, and leave that town. And I was like, if you get attacked, go flee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really confused, Jesus. Like four four sentences ago, you told me that I was kind of in charge of things, and now I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> It's yeah, it's that, wild. It's an about face. Yeah. Um. So like the whole brother against brother and everything. So keep now. This is I'm gonna ask you guys to suspend your imagination for a second and imagine a Middle East where religion and politics are not compartmentalized. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, religion, politics, family, it's all together. So, um. When a Jew apostatizes the faith or changes things, then uh, actually at the time, um, I think maybe even today, the the family will hold a funeral. Um, I'm not sure how I've heard uh, many people talk about this, but he uh, there's one scholar who's talking about that, that they there has been a tradition in some places where they will hold a funeral as in that person has died because they have left the faith. Wow, um, that's yeah, weird. yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, even today, I, I was actually looking into this earlier for a school project. Uh, there's there's an issue of what's there's something called Aliyah, where is where Israel is the land of the Jewish people. So now that there is a state of Israel, anyone who is Jewish um, and can prove that can move back to the state of Israel. Uh, there's a group of people that are Ethiopian Jew- Jews that um, the problem is that they are Messianic Jews. And so by not any, some, any, someone who is a messianic, that is someone who is Jewish and uh, genetically or even behaviorally, but believes that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, is not allowed to make Aliyah, cannot move to oh. the land of Israel. <laughs> yeah. So, so to give you an idea of, of like, oh, you're a Jew unless you believe this thing. Um, and that, that's a, a very common stance. So... Uh, Again, I'm not 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 that Matthew is saying that uh, Jesus is definitely. In this section, it's not talking about Jesus being God. So, at this point, it's all the same thing. So, don't apply what my my statement about modern Judaism to Matthew's writing is what I'm I'm asking us not to do. Um, these are two these are two thousand years apart and a couple different persecutions, different. <laughs> So this is not the same thing. But what I do want to point out is there is an idea that um, someone that that speaks a message or is so far away from the 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 message or the standard core of Judaism could be considered as someone that would be separated Um, at the time of Jesus's walking around. There is not a quote unquote Christianity yet. It's all within Judaism. So. Him admonishing or encouraging or telling or, or warning them that this could happen once again fits into a later time period. That this might be something that Matthew is adding in later on, or it's something that Jesus says much later on, hmm. not at this moment. So that, 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 that's kind of why I brought that up about the idea of um, it being that separate, uh, that much separation. Um, and so this this continues like kind of the narrative in verse uh, seventeen that family mem- members would likely use the legal system uh, to stop the mission that they would turn to their Sanhedrin or turn to their synagogues to you know <laughs> beat <laughs> beat it out of them like that guy's coming around he's we're gonna beat the Jesus out of him no I mean like literally we gotta give him stop talking about this Jesus guy <laughs> uh, the uh, to death um, for capital punishment not fratricide uh, in that case uh, or essentially. Um, socially uh, leaving you for dead or up to that point if you have a community in that time period and suddenly you don't have a community that's how bad I don't know again my weird sober brain is thinking <laughs> up stuff I'm like imagining like you go to jail I, I've, I know a lot about jail because I've watched a lot of television and everything in television <laughs> is accurate but exactly. y- yeah so <laughs> having watched uh, shows like Prison Break back when, that was such a big thing when I was in China like everybody in China w- was watching Prison really? Break really? Yeah, yeah, everyone loved Prison Break, so I didn't, I, I didn't know anything about it, and then I, eventually got it, got into it because it was like that's what the, my friends talked about. I still haven't so, watched it. It's like the first two seasons are good. The third season was on. Well, first of all, the writers only planned for two seasons, and then by the third season there was a writer strike. Yeah. Uh. So it was like, oh, we're gonna, we think this is gonna last for two seasons, and then like, oh wow, people really like this. Oh shoot, I guess we got to keep making money. Did you have any plans for writing a third season? Nope. <laughs> and like, oh, well, we'll have somebody write it. Oh, they're all on strike. Have an intern do it. <laughs> and oh. it was really bad. Yeah, it was really bad. Yeah. But anyways, the, the prison movies, they always have like, you got the skinheads, you got the Hispanics, you got the, like everyone's in their yeah. little like microcosm. Uh-huh. And they're always like, if you don't have a crew, then like you're going to like, your life's going to be miserable. And then the hero always like makes it without a crew. Like, I think I've only heard of like one movie where the hero like actually joins a 
a crew, like a, a side. Anyways, the point is, if you don't got an, if you if you get kicked out of your religious community, you're kind of SOL. And that's kind of what was happening to Matthew. So maybe Matthew was like, oh, dude, I've been a tax collector. No problem. <laughs> I can deal with this. But it could be that you're socially being kicked out of your, your community, your family, puts you in a bad place. Um, and again, when he says in this is in the section where it says in my name, that is in the reputation. That's, again, that whole uh, take the company credit card, do what you want with it. Like whatever you do is going to come on me. Like your choices, you represent me. So you get the, the like the the stamp of approval, like my, my rubber stamp that says this is all true. So that's that would be that in my name kind of uh, concept. Um, endure to the end. Uh, so let's see here. Eh, I'm not going to get to that. That's there's this this idea of perseverance of the saints, which is a um, a side of Christianity or theological idea that once somebody claims that they are a Christian, uh, they will always maintain being a Christian. They they would not choose an opposite life hmm. if that makes like they they wouldn't quit right like uh, so that's that's more of a deeper theological thing that um you can use this text to kind of point to i myself just as we are beer and bible um and not i don't know what's something that's the th tequila and theology i don't know <laughs> i don't know uh, no that doesn't work is do you know uh, an alcohol with the th sound T-H. Uh, we could say something a lisp, maybe. Yeah, I got nothing for you. T-H. Um, yeah, I got nothing on that. Mm. Uh, all right, so um, what Jesus is sort of building into this uh, crescendo, into the speech, um, almost talking about end times, the way he's just like, oh, then, like you start to get that, that, I guess probably what your church was like, you know, like mm. the hell and fire damnation. Yep, like, yep. The, you yep. got to always have some revelations in there. Yeah, like I like how Matthew brings a little bit into of revelations in here. Damn it, Matthew. Like, um, so maybe uh, so the, here one speculation is that Jesus thought that like the kingdom was coming, uh, and then but once he realized, oh shoot, uh, this isn't working out, he like changes the kingdom is here because he's like the kingdom is here. The king, like then he's like, uh, the kingdom is coming soonish. So there are some people that believe like Jesus didn't quite know what was going on, so he's like, ah. The kingdom is here. the The kingdom is coming soon. It'll it'll be here, guys. It's coming. <laughs> you just just wait, just wait. So that's another take on it. But uh, do you mind reading verse twenty three? I gotcha. Let's see here. Uh oh, shoot! I already read verse twenty three. Oh shoot! Is that Dang it! I marked too many. I'll read it again. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. I tell you the truth, you will not finish going through the city of, cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. All right, so that's again the whole like it's coming. Sorry, I'm, 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 it's oh, been a good. long day, so it's all good. Uh, so like, the whole keeping with the shrewdest serpents, like once you realize the persecution coming is coming, GTFO, and <laughs> that's it. And then like maybe this goes back to the whole being rejected uh, and uh, unwor- uh, like being rejected from the unworthy people that we talked about earlier, where it's like, hey, um, you know if you decide to like say your blessing on this house or like, don't let your peace remain there, or, like brush off your feet could be that, that could be the persecution thing. seems a little weird. Like feel like this escalated. It went from like, you're not welcome here to I'm going to kill you. And I feel like those are two different things. Like <laughs> what's well, someone was, it's interesting yeah. at the end, the, the son of man thing, is he talking about like, um, the son of man, it, it almost makes him sound like, don't worry, move through the town. I got, I'm bringing up the rear. Like I'll be there soon. Or is he talking about like shit's going to like, 
blow up soon. Like the the end game is happening. Like because he talks about time. Yeah, yeah. Again, who knows, man? Who knows? I don't know what's uh, what's going on or what he's expecting. It does give that feel to it. Yeah, because um, it's like it, it kind of makes it the way it's written. It makes it sound like, oh well, you know, move on through that town because I'm I'll, I'm gonna pass through behind you. I'm not gonna be too far behind you guys, and I'll straighten everything out. Or it, or it's kind of ominous sounding too. Like the you're like yeah, the the plan's about to be completed. So you know, it's like yeah. which which thing is he talking about? And that's the some people are like they're playing with that idea of like well maybe he doesn't even know yeah what's going on oh um, true I think I think we talked a little bit about that and it, and it gets uh, is this just a Matthew flair like Matthew's like man I'm gonna add some some like fun stuff into this story but then Jesus says this <laughs> uh, that that idea of of Jesus passing through after them or like the ominous sounding part does. Uh, remind us a little bit of, of Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, and we've talked a little bit about this, where you get this idea that uh, there's extra, excuse me, extra judgment that comes upon towns that have heard the message and just chose not to go with it. You know, um, how do I say, I'm trying to, trying to put it this way. Like some, if somebody comes through and gives you the warning of like, don't do this, this is like, so I'm thinking about your, your, your garage situation I, I know that you kind of keep tabs on everybody a little bit you got you got extra responsibility there yeah and yeah. you know if if uh if there was a change in procedure and you're like hey everybody we need to start doing this and this is an absolute from the top down has to happen but then you have a couple mechanics that are out that day like two guys that are out that day the next day when none of them are following through there's one thing to talk to the two guys that should have heard about it either should have read their email like, you know, like, oh, I sent it. Let's say you, you tell them and you send an email. Well, the two guys that should have read the email didn't read the email. You might be a little bit lighter on them than the, than the guys that you sent the email to and you spoke to personally and heard them say, yes, I will. Yeah. So, so like, the, when Jesus talks about, like, okay, you're going to go to this town. You're going to tell them what's up. And if they don't listen to you, things are going to get, like, worse for them. If that makes sense. That, yeah. Yeah, I get yeah. it. So, um, and like, that's not a uh, Jesus isn't casting judgment on those who don't know. Uh, something I would I'd kind of stand behind is that a lot of what Jesus says, and we talked about if you go through our series on the Sermon of Mount, which is like sixty some episodes, it's really short. Uh, it was uh, talking about how Jesus says things that they are already familiar with. He's very much repeating um, concepts that already existed. So he's not. It's it's not like he's bringing in new stuff. And if you don't know what he's talking about because you were out to lunch that day, like you don't get in trouble for that. Like this is stuff that everybody knows is, is kind of it. He's just repeating it and you're going to be judged harder. If you've heard it 16 times versus the person that heard it one time. Hope that makes sense. If not, when you're a parent, you'll get much more frustrated when your kids disobey you for like the 78th time. Uh, true story. Cause yeah, it makes, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so some problems with this text. Um, there are no pro- parallels in Mark or Luke, so this is a very Matthew only uh, uh, verse here. Um, also, like, so the Son of Man is actually going to return before they finish to tell the cities of Israel. Like, wait, 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 wait. So who, first of all, Son of Man is that you or is that like? Uh, okay, let's just assume that's Jesus. And back to what you said. Like, so before they finish telling all the cities in Israel, like you said, like I like your your illustration of was he following up behind them. Like, you guys go tell people, and I'm going to go hit up the cities behind you? Like, yeah, like, don't worry, because I'll come through and straighten everything out if it gets crazy. You guys just take off. Like, that's option one, or thought one. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, 100% agreeing with you. Like, that's why some people think that, hey, this is a little weird and this doesn't sound like it fits. So maybe this is a Matthew edition. Like, it's super confusing. And, uh, and then Unfinished Mission, uh, they'll be like, maybe it's like they're going to be run off so much that they're actually going to run out of places to take refuge. Like, hey, uh, you want to go to to that city over there? Oh uh, no, John and uh, James and John just got kicked out of that that city. <laughs> what about that one over there? Oh, that's where uh, the two zealots were. They uh, they stabbed a couple people. We can't go there. <laughs> like, so that could be it. Um, so uh, these are kind of words of consolation after the persecution. Like, it won't keep going. Um, yeah, this, uh, maybe like the time allotted is too short for them to finish the task before them, or maybe it's just like just this tour. Like you're not gonna have time to do everything, so you're gonna do this tour, and then like it's okay because I'm gonna give you guys like a four month limit. You got to be back home at, at four months or something. Yeah, that's um, uh, yeah, yeah. But that that also maybe again Jesus doesn't know what he's talking about uh, until the Son of Man <laughs> comes. Uh, Matthew keeps using the using this phrase es- eschatologically. I'm sober, guys. Um, it's just a really hard word to say. In time, I can't like vouch this, for that because we're doing this remotely. That is true. You, you don't know what I was freebasing before this. Uh, Verses. You were freebasing. Verses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Matthew, when he like this, until the Son of Man comes, that is like your backwoods preaching style like end times are coming yeah Hell. <laughs> it, do, it does have that kind of vibe to it like when he says it it's like what, what does he mean yeah yeah um so it might maybe like i like literally some people have looked at like a, a teacher giving a, a time limit on a test like you're not going to finish it but do your best like okay here's the like do as many as you can and then we're still going to grade you and meet up at the bar later i don't know uh, again, it's kind of weird. They don't have any persecution at this point, so it's weird how these phrasing is like persecution is going to come. Like again, their health care and legs, life is good. Everyone S- loves them. So foreshadowing. Yeah. Or yeah. Foreboding or whatever the four term is. Yeah, I think you're right. It's either foreshadowing. That's that is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or they need to get it done before Jesus ascends in the resurrection. So maybe it's like a time limit. Like you got to hurry up before I go. Um, or that is coming is like, uh, um, some people think that the coming is, was the defeat of the Bar Kokhba, uh, revolt, which happens again. Like that's like, I think that's 70. That's the, that's the one where it goes downhill in 70 AD. So there's another, um, idea. So this is like a time limit. So these, these are all examples of, of different historical potential time limits, uh, for what this verse is tra- talking about, so Bar Kokhba revolt would be in the 70 AD defeat, which then would or 70 CE defeat, which would have then turned into the destruction of the temple and the scattering of the Jewish people in 70 AD. Um, or uh, it is the end times, so we have that idea that we get the end times uh, as well. Or Jesus saw that uh, uh, saw his coming to. Uh, close after the the going so that that jesus uh, was mistaken or deceptive in his understanding jesus doesn't actually know maybe it's like that jesus actually doesn't know the end times. so we talked about that as well thing so jesus doesn't know the times um to, to recap these ideas uh jesus doesn't know the times uh or that he's giving them a like a, a time limit of like you got to hurry up and get it done in four months the most you can go to great uh or they need to get it done before jesus ascends to heaven in three years time or um it was the uh the uh, getting it done before 70 CE, the Bar Kokhba revolt, because then, then at that point, all of Israel would scatter. So you can't go to the city of, of Israel because there ain't no Israel. 
or it's the, again, the end times. So there, there's like, the, I went back through them real quick about what your options are here for this. Uh, as always, the correct scholarly answer is, I don't know. <laughs> um, That's always the perfect, like, bow on top. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we get t-shirts with that? Talk amongst uh, yourselves. Make your own conclusions. Yeah. Um, or so keep Matthew, searching for the answer. Or, like, what's, like... Give me some X X Files terms. <laughs> the truth is out there. Do, 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 do. Yeah, um, I was going with Twilight Zone on that. Whoops. Uh, then there's uh, oh Matthew twenty four fourteen actually is debated about the the concerning the end times because that kind of also has this like speak similar to this se- section here. And I think at the end of Matthew it's like go into all the world making disciples or something like that. I used to know that verse. They made us. Me- they didn't make us memorize it. I think I just did because I heard it so much in church. But I had a my mind like <laughs> go into all the world making disciples. My mind just immediately went to like the like disciples going out and just like sowing their seed. Like, <laughs> make more like, disciples. No, no, it's be fruitful and multiply. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine like one of the disciples gets back and they're like talking about it? He's like, "Oh, you you did you not understand the mission." <laughs> <laughs> I got all those Jewish girls pregnant. I went to I got I got at least six girls pregnant in every town that we went to. <laughs> Jesus, you said you had my back, right? Because there's going to be a lot of betrothal like uh, deals yeah. that you gotta spot me on. <laughs> I just love the fact that he did it all in Jesus' name. Like, <laughs> what was your what was your line? I was uh, God wants you to sleep with me. It was it was pretty solid. Like these these girls are super religious. <laughs> I'd just look him in the eye and be like, do you love Jesus? And that was, <laughs> that's how I imagine it. I oh, yeah. Like, yeah. He's like going to a church and the girls look at his, what would WWJD bracelet? You, he baby. Goes, that's what. Yeah. I could, yeah. That would be interesting. Hmm. The bad thing is, this probably happened. Yeah. A little, little, uh, not in those times, but in the, you know, more modern age. I just like to, he winks at her. So, uh, what do you think about having a little uh, little praying in tongues, laying on a hands? <laughs> just you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know. If it gets into snake handling, it's worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome for that. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm going to have to keep that one in the back pocket. I'll have to float that one to Peaches. There's got to be some kind of meme. Uh yeah we we should we could make our own we we've not made any in house memes in a while <laughs> that's um, true. Anyways, I think we've we've derailed this pretty sufficiently. It's uh, a good rapper or rapping on it. Rap. Yeah, rap. <laughs> that's somebody should have told that one disciple that was sowing a seed. <laughs> I guess that would, that defeats the purpose if he's making disciples. Yeah, if he's making but, disciples. Yeah. yeah. When you said make disciples, did you mean like take people that already existed and like convert- We're talking conversion here, Judas. I feel like I feel like that was really on you for not making that clear. <laughs> like I don't see how you could blame me for taking the assignment literally. Like maybe it should have been, hey, Convert disciples. Yeah, tell like, people about me. Me, yeah. I, I really feel like that's a, a miscommunication on your part. <laughs> uh, you got to blame the shepherd, not the flock, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically, we're, we're just, 
Yeah, uh, that's that's not in the Bible, but uh, <laughs> I've seen stuff on the internet though, with pretty pictures behind them. Blame. Uh, I don't think that'd be one of them, but that's. I think the sheep wonderful. usually have like an AR and a like raise raise hell praise Dale shirt or something. <laughs> I've not heard that one. <laughs> uh, gosh, we. I'm I'm too far north for for the for the good stuff. Uh, I don't know. Like we we just have all the out out of towners showing up for um like uh prayer stuff, but protests, protests. Yeah, I don't, prayer groups that turn into protest. I I don't know. <laughs> I I'm I feel like I just like it sounds like I'm I'm anti prayer here. Like. 100% behind you coming up to Washington, D.C. to pray about stuff. 100% about you going out and praying about anything you want to pray about. Like, there's no downside to talking to God, I don't think. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going through my head, like, is there any time that you should not talk to God? I can't think of it. So, like, by all means, I just mean to say that Northern Virginia is not really full of very strongly religious people. Unless it's like religious constituents are around then they get really religious so that's how it works <laughs> i talked to uh this is a side note but i talked to one of my one of the guys up here is just like yeah i'd love to run for office but uh no one's gonna elect an atheist i'm like oh that makes <laughs> <laughs> like yeah yeah, yeah you'd be surprised sense. times are changing I, yeah I, I still feel like that's a he's got a like as somebody that grew up outside of any religious context originally, I kind of get what he's saying because like that's a big thing still here in America. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. Having some, I think they, they've done polls where like people prefer a candidate with a uh, religious background, and like I mean that that can come back to bite you because like uh like I know um Biden Biden's getting uh in, in trouble because he's Catholic, and so people are thinking he was going to be uh, pro choice or no, he's going to be pro life. And uh, and that's not working out for him. Yeah, yeah. But, wow, that was really political there. But that, that was like, <laughs> no, I, I mean it was, it's factual. Oh. You didn't, yeah, yeah. I yeah, didn't it's, hear any kind of like opinion thrust into that. And no, that's yeah. All stuff there's, was, yeah, exactly. Know. There's no opinion here. It's just purely like, hey, this is a thing that happened in America. <laughs> Anyways, um, hey, thanks everybody for uh, joining us on like a couple recommendations on TV shows and a little bit of uh, Northern Virginia politics up here <laughs> yeah uh so. shameless plug here as always hit us up on instagram um beer and bible show uh facebook um you can try that instagram instagram is probably the better bet though um and yeah tell us what you think talk some shit show some love you know say hey uh we'll take it all and all right uh, we'll catch you guys next time all right thank you guys bye